Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here with you guys. Along with Jessica. Hey, everybody. We are excited because we are going to be talking about keeping calm in the chaos with habits that we swear by. And I'm really excited for this episode, Jessica, because you and I kind of talk about all of these, like just little processes and things that we do as teachers that help make us enjoy teaching and everything goes much more smoothly. And finally, we were like, we have very specific habits, right? That we didn't necessarily maybe think about prior. Right. Yeah. We just did them naturally. But then when you like sit down and we talk about it together, it's like, oh yeah, we both did do that. And it's so specific and so clear. We really think it'll be useful for you to hear them and maybe add some calm in your teaching life. And I swear I need this for like my personal life right now. Like (laughs) I need habits for keeping calm at home with the chaos of three children. So Anyone has any tips on that? Let me know. I was thinking about that too. Just going back and rereading Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh-huh. just as like a refresher, you know. Because I feel like a lot of these things are so teaching specific, but I feel like life specific. I need more. Yes, I need it desperately. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's um, get into these specific yes. strategies or habits you can be doing in your classroom to help you feel like that empowered educator, where you just show up and you're calm to teach and you're enjoying the experience instead of, you know, like shuffling through papers on your desk and figuring out what you're trying to teach each day and responding to emails from four days ago, all that stuff. We just don't want, we want to be calm, cool, and collected. Yes. So we have, gosh, how many, four, I think little, um, habits that we're going to talk through. So number one, and I think that this is something that we don't really even think to do per se, especially if we're planning last minute. So I'm going to harp on batch lesson, not harp on. I'm going to talk about batch lesson planning really fast. Go listen to all of our batch lesson planning podcast episodes, anything that has to do with batch lesson planning that we've talked about, because that makes this habit so simple because all you're going to do with this habit, number one, is you need to review your lesson plan the day before you teach it. So this means like before you leave school, before you go home, because you've batch lesson planned, you already know what you're going to be doing the next day. And you're simply going to look through your lesson for the following day. You want to make sure that you, you know, look through your slides or your handout so that you really know like, what am I teaching (laughs) tomorrow? So you're walking into the classroom the next day, like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen in the class period. I know exactly what this short story is about. I know all of the little announcements, small group assignments, everything that's going to go into tomorrow's lesson. And what this helps ameliorate and really take away is that stress when you walk into class on, you know, at 7 a.m. or whatever it is. And if you haven't done that and you haven't prepared and you haven't reviewed your lesson, it is like stressful. It is fast paced, like trying to get everything together. Your heart's pounding. That energy that you bring into classroom of that nervousness and that stress, that's how you're, that's going to dictate a lot of the rest of your day. Right. But if you've already planned and you've looked at your lesson and you're prepared, you just go to school and you're like, all right, this is going to be a great day. It's such a difference, right? For sure. And I'm thinking like, when I did this, and this was definitely a habit of mine, like that if it was Monday, I wouldn't leave school until I'd looked over the next day's plans. But what it allowed me was that on Tuesday morning, I had time to go to Starbucks and get my mm-hmm. hot chocolate. And I could like take an extra five minutes at home with the kids and then get into school. I wasn't like rushing out the door and go, 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 because I was just ready for school. And it made such a difference in my morning. And I'm sure my husband appreciated it because I was much calmer. Totally. And not to say that you would want to do this, but if school started at eight, if you do this, you could get to school at seven fifty nine 
and be ready to go. Right. Like <laughs> that's the but difference. it is nice to have a few extra minutes. For sure. No one, <laughs> if you're on time, you're late, right? That is always I the totally line. agree. <laughs> um, all right. So habit number two, and this, you know, ties into that being prepared idea, but this is to be organized with all your paperwork. So if you're making copies for a lesson, have them done in advance, not the morning of, I would argue not even the day before. We like to have them done the Friday before the next week of school. So everything for that entire week, I was even like more intense about this. And I would like make my copies for at least a month. Like I would go all out and I would just have everything done and then labeled and organized and set in folders on my desk. And it was so reassuring to have it ready, knowing that if I needed a sub or if I was running late or something happened, everything was right there on my desk, ready to go. And there was no hiccup in my plans. And mm -hmm. it was just such a great feeling. Plus, I don't know about you at your most recent school, Caitlin, but at mine, it was like that copier broke every other day. <laughs> like we knew the repairman by name. Um, so I never wanted to like be in that situation where I couldn't make my copies. Mm -hmm. And if you're teaching remotely right now and you know, you're not worried about copies, fine, you know, have your slides ready to go, have your expectations written out for your students, have your homework organized and written down for them. Just anything you can do that is not last minute. And it'll just allow you to feel prepared, allow your students to show up and know what to do. And they're going to, um, rise to that level of expectations mm -hmm. then that you have set forth because you're ready to rock and roll. So they better be as well. Totally. It's kind of like how, when we batch lesson plan, it's like batch prepping. Yes. Right. I like that. Like every, everything in life should be batched. Like speaking of which we're batch recording our podcast episodes right now. We are like, we're recording we're gonna this record. in October where we're going to record all of November's episodes right now, today in the next two hours. And so it's like doing this makes it so the night before the podcast is supposed to come out, we're not frantically recording something the night before. So it's just like that being prepared, being organized is such an important habit to instill in yourself as an educator. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So number three, moving on to that is, so this one, like what we just talked about, right. was being prepared, being organized or copies, all of that stuff. But number three is taking care of any prep for the next day, the night before. So it really ties into one and two, but here we're talking about not reviewing your lesson plan and not making sure your copies are ready, but really making sure any prep for your classroom is ready, right. That you have any posters that you're going to be discussing with your students out or hung up, ready to go. If you have a certain seating arrangement that you're going to be doing for the following day. Maybe it's a Socratic seminar. You could set up your seats so that those are ready to go and your students can walk in and just get class started. Um, Jessica and I also always put our homework on the board, you know, Monday night or not Monday night, Monday afternoon, right? Cause we leave at three 30, four o'clock at the latest Monday afternoon. I would write all of the homework for Tuesday morning so that when my students walked in Tuesday morning, that's one of the first things they did is they came into class. They wrote their homework down. Your objectives are on the board. The date on the board has been changed to the next day. It's like literally your class is just sitting, your classroom is just sitting there waiting for you to walk in and start teaching. It's not waiting for you to walk in and scrambling, trying to get everything ready for your class period. Mm -hmm. For sure. So that's a huge um, habit. It is a huge habit. And I think this last habit that we're going to talk about is my personal favorite. Yeah. It's very specific. So <laughs> pay attention. There's lots of little details here. Um, but it's all about how you structure your class period, whether you're in the classroom or teaching remotely, we very much believe that if you start your class period a certain way and you end your class period a certain way, every 
single day, you are just enhancing that feeling of calm in your classroom. Your students know what to expect. You have an extra few minutes to kind of do anything that maybe came up unexpectedly. Maybe it's talking to a student who was absent the day before or whatever it needs to be, but because your students walk in and start with your assignment. So what we mean by this is starting each class period with a bell ringer. And we do talk more about this in episode 53 if you wanna go back and listen to that. But we loved using bell ringers in our classroom and we use very specific ones that spiraled the curriculum. They were not busy work by any means. They were all, you know, standards aligned. So it was really important for us to our for our students to review those concepts. But kids came in the classroom, wrote down their homework, and then immediately sat down and did their bell work for that day. And it was automatic. They knew what materials to take out. They knew what to do when they were done. It was to pick up a book and continue silent reading until we were ready to go over that day's bell ringer assignment. And it was just a wonderful way to start the period. And you would hear in other classrooms like, you know, chaos. Kids are talking or the teacher is trying to raise their voice over the chaos. But in our classrooms, it was calm and it was quiet because kids knew what to do. Yeah. And then after the bell ringer, we would do our lesson for the day and we would end class in a very specific way. We both like to end our classes doing silent reading. We called it dear time. We would read with our students and we'd set that last 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the day for reading. Kids loved it. And I know a lot of teachers say, well, I do that at the beginning of class. Well, if that works for you, great. But why we liked it at the end of the period is because when the bell rang and class was over, kids just kind of put their books away and left. It wasn't like, wait, I forgot to tell you your homework for tomorrow or, you know, don't forget your books. We were all packed up and ready for the next period. And it was just so nice to end the day that way. Yeah. Together. Wouldn't you agree? I will tell you that some of our EB teachers have even said, I, I didn't really want to switch to right? it at the end of the day of the class period. Cause I always did it at the beginning, but I thought, why the heck not? I'll just try it. And they're like, oh my gosh, it is the best way to end your class period. And there is, sorry, excuse me. There is one other thing I want to say too about just like the way that your, your class period starts, right? And this is something that, that I did with my eighth graders, especially because eighth graders, like they have loud voices, like they're big kids coming into class. You know, I'm only five, four, I have a small stature. Like I want to make sure that I am in control of what's happening in my classroom. And the best way that I did that is I would project on my board and you could do this remotely as well, right? You could just have a slide up when students come into your zoom room or however your class is structured online. But I literally wrote down number one, like, good morning, everyone. So excited to see you. Number one, sit down. <laughs> number two, get this out. Number three, wait for further instructions or whatever it was that I wanted mm -hmm. them to do. And the expectation was, as they walked into class, they would say, good morning. I had my students, <clears throat> sorry, I'm struggling. I had my students come in one at a time and I would say good morning to each of my kids. Every single morning, every single one of them, I would smile at them. They'd come in, they would sit down, they'd review the expectations on the board, they'd get their bell ringers out. And it was like a silent process. Yeah. And I will tell you that when I, I've worked with many other teachers, right? As an ELA coach, and I know you have too, when this process is not in place in a classroom, classroom is crazy. When kids start the day and they walk into that classroom, and I'm sure you've experienced that too, if you don't have something like this in place. And the moment that you make this adjustment and this becomes a habit of yours every single day in your class, it is a game changer yes. with how your class begins. And it's funny because I think sometimes like with teachers that I worked with when this wasn't in place, 
maybe they didn't even realize right. like how crazy it was in the classroom. Yeah. And then when we make these adjustments, it's like, oh, this is what it could have been like. Uh-huh. And I will tell you, like I've mentioned this before, I'm homeschooling my second grader right now. I do this exact same thing with him. I love it. On the, our whiteboard in our living room right now, he walks in and it says, you know, good morning, Jameson, do this, 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 and this. And he knows his morning routine and gets started on his own because I've got two other kids that I'm trying to, you know, get out the door with dad or pack a lunch or whatever it is I'm doing. And it just makes our morning go so smoothly. So these little habits make such a difference. Mm -hmm. And we hope you, you know, try some of them. Just see what they're like to make you feel calm, cool, collected each day in the classroom. Again, whether you're actually in the classroom or teaching from home. Yeah. And if you have your own like little tip or a habit that you do yourself as well, we would love to know if you want to tell us on Instagram and pop into our direct messages, or you can comment on one of our posts to let us know, or if there's something that you really struggle with when it comes to feeling calm every day, we would love to know that as well, right? We're always kind of looking for ways that we can help our community and help you guys more in the classroom to just make this year a great year, but every year, a great year as a teacher, building those habits, building certain qualities as an educator so that you can really be become that empowered educator that we talk about all the time on the podcast. So one last thing that we do want to give you, we talked briefly about bell ringers and how much of a game changer they are in our classrooms. We have, I think three free weeks of bell ringers. I think it's three weeks. You're nodding your head. Yes. So it is three, um, of free bell ringers for you to try out with your class, see how it goes. You know, the way that we've structured our bell ringers, like Jessica said, is really different than maybe something like, you know, wacky Wednesday or, you know, doing the same thing every day. We include all of the common core state standards for ELA. And it's different every single day, every week that also spirals in your curriculum to, um, throughout the school year. So if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash free bell ringers, you can go ahead and grab those three free weeks. They'll be delivered right to your inbox. So that's it for this week. And we will see you guys next week on the podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Bye guys.